Welcome to the Real Estate Reality Show. This segment is brought to you by Arrow Moving and Storage. Whether you're moving across the street or across the country, call Arrow Moving and Storage, 719-325-6341. Now your host and back-to-back Best of the Springs Realtor, Justin Hermes. We are wrapping up 2023. It's unbelievable. Tomorrow we will enter into 2024, and it's going to be a very interesting year when it comes to real estate. The title of today's show is Property Taxes and Knowing the Ins and Outs when it comes to real estate. And there's a lot of things changing in the tax code that you need to be aware of and real estate specific, right? And I've always mentioned Real estate is the best tax shelter out there. I've had many of you come to me who just say, hey, you know, I want the cash flow, but I really want to stop paying Uncle Sam all this money. And use one specific radio listener as an example, a gentleman named Paul, and we helped him buy three investment properties. And now he says, Justin, you've lowered my tax, the check I write to Uncle Sam by $24,000 a year just off buying one townhouse and two single-family homes, and that's where I like to really party and get excited with people is because you have to be smart. You have to use the tax code to your advantage, and that's why you get people who are upset with real estate investors who they say they don't pay their fair share. Well, folks, it's like Richard Kiyosaki said. He goes, I have a great team. It's not me that comes up with all this. I have great accountants. I have great you know, tax man. I have a great attorney, and I'm going to have Wayne Givens coming on, second and third segment, and I had to beg Wayne to come in here because he's just like a tax guru, and he, you know, he, it's like pulling teeth to get him to come on radio with me. But I want to bring him on because he knows this stuff like the back of his hand. He works with a lot of people like Clara. She's a radio listener. I could The list could go on and on and on, and you do Austin's taxes for him, and you certainly do mine, and it's been a great benefit since I've changed. I've Started using Wayne probably, you know, six, six years ago or so. And, you know, knowing all the ins and outs when it comes to your real estate and taking advantage of the tax benefits, that's where the proof in the pudding is, folks. So we always do the good, the bad. I would say the bad is we're going to have to keep a close eye on the capital as those geniuses up there um, are looking at the rent restriction. That is on the docket for January And the first right of refusal is back. Okay, so keep an eye on those things. Talk to your legislators. And uh, let's protect property rights, folks. That is the bad. And I will tell you, the good is interest rates have been dipping. And guess what? Seller finance deals. I just did one the other week. They're back, baby. And we're putting another one together right now up in Mountain Shadows, a fourplex. We're skinning the cat a little differently and getting people a 5% investment property rate. When, you know, market for that is still like 9-10% even with rates dipping. Folks, thanks for joining me on New Year's Eve. It's a special one as Wayne Givens joins us next. Justin Hermes Real Estate Realities 232-1063. If you have questions over the break, just give us some words of encouragement as we cruise into 2024. We'll be right back with Wayne Givens. Tell you how it will be. There's one for you, 19 
we're back to the Real Estate Reality Show with Justin Hermes. This segment is brought to you by HouseCheck, servicing the front range of Colorado Springs for over 25 years with the most complete and personalized home inspection. Call them now for more information at 719-266-1645. If you drive a car, car I'll tax the street. If you try to sit, sit I'll tax your seat. If you get too cold, I'll, I'll tax the heat. If you take a walk, I'll, I'll tax your Folks, we are back into it. Second segment. Wayne, every time I see you, it's like you're a freaking billboard for Starbucks, dude. Every time I see you, you bring a Starbucks cup with you. Why is that? Can you explain to me? I, you know, I do advertise it basically everywhere I go because I always do have a Starbucks, and it's a little bit of an addiction. It's it's so good. That one's a, that one's a white mocha. Oh, it's you know what it is? I, I just tasted it. Um, it. It tastes like milk with a bunch of sugar in it. <laughs> No kidding, it's addictive. Anything is when you have that much sugar in your coffee. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, we're doing a coffee sampling over here at Cardio. Bring your best coffee by. All right, Wayne, tell us a little bit about you own a bunch of investment properties. You own commercial, you own residential, you own multifamily. Give us some of the main points you're going to talk about today. Give us an overview, bird's eye view, and then let's start tackling some stuff, okay? But give us an overview what we're talking about today. Awesome. That sounds good. I think there's a few things that I'd like to focus on that I think, you know, a lot of real estate investors should have their eye on. They should be aware of it that I think are a little bit less known. And I think one of them is actually the home office deduction for real estate investors. And then I think one of them is claiming the real estate professional status. I think it's very important. And, And then I think I'd like to give an update from last time we spoke where we talked about those 1099Ks that we were expecting the, the um, third-party settlement organizations to start issuing. So if you receive payments from Venmo, Cash App, oh, um, yeah. PayPal, you were previously expected to get a 1099K. So they've they've made some adjustments there. So I wanted to give an update on that as well. Nice. Good deal. Let me look at your bullet points and see if you're telling the truth here. Okay, you are. You are telling the truth. On topic. Oh, you missed one. Clean vehicle credit. We're not going to talk about that, I guess, huh? Did you scratch that game time decision? No, I just I just had it there. There was some stuff that I thought was interesting, but I think we've got enough probably with those. All right, man. So let's talk about a home office and who qualifies. If you own one property, do you qualify? What are What are the qualifications and how far can you stretch this to the line? Bang, that's a great question. That is exactly the best question because if you only own one rental property or even two, I would say, you're probably not going to be able to get the home office deduction. So you want to try to build your portfolio a little bit. And then once you have, I'd say about three rental properties, you can start to look at qualifying for the home office deduction. And the reason for that is because normally if you own one or two properties, you're considered just a real estate investor. But when you start having more properties and you start spending more time in your real estate activities, those real estate activities can rise to the level of a trader business. And that's what allows you to claim the home office deduction. Okay. And what, so let's say I have a 2000 square foot home and um, 300 square feet of that is the home office. So how does that break down to what I'm writing off out of my mortgage? So that's that's a big deal. So normally those those expenses for your home are not deductible. It's your personal home. You can't really deduct that much. But with the home office deduction, if you have 300 square feet out of 2,000 of your home is- Is that healthy or could it be more? 
you could do more. You actually want to optimize and take, you want to allocate as much square foot as possible. So does the kitchen count as an office? It wouldn't only because it's got to be regular and exclusive use. So a kitchen, you can do some real estate activities in the kitchen, but it's going to be a shared space. You're going to be doing personal activities in the kitchen as well. So that won't qualify. But if you can have like a basement or you can allocate as much of your second floor or even primary floor, <laughs> if your home office, you know, the more square footage that's used regularly and exclusively for your real estate business, the better. And that's going to allow you to take a bigger chunk of your mortgage interest, your property taxes, okay. your home insurance is one, your utilities. You're also going to get other deductions too. So if, if you buy a computer, okay. if you have um, a desk, chairs, carpet for your home office, those are all deductions. Okay. Staples. Staples. That's right. <laughs> that's right. Let's not forget those. <laughs> yeah. And, and also you're going to be able to depreciate a portion of your home too. Yeah, that's huge, folks, because Wayne's right. Before Trump got in office, not to rag on him, we used to tell people, hey, home ownership, you're getting a tax benefit. There is none anymore because of the standard deduction. For most people, there is none. And so you're not writing off your interest. You're not writing off your taxes. None of that is a tax write-off. So when Wayne says this, you need to do it. If you have three investment properties or more, you need to start doing this because you could be losing what? What do you think? Five, six grand by not writing it off? Easily. Yeah, there you go. And that's why we do the show. So if you don't choose to do it, I don't really care. But we're giving you the information. So, you know, if I was wise, I would implement these things and start giving less money to Uncle Sam. Exactly. And you can implement this. You just want to be aware of it so that you can take it into account, know it, and then implement it long term. If you only have one or two rental properties now, build your portfolio a little bit and then plan to take the home office deduction. Okay. How about a garage? Yes. You got tools in there and things like that. Can you count that square footage? Tools, a truck. Exactly. As long as the space is used regularly and exclusively for your real estate business, then you can take it. Yes. There we go. I think that, did we miss anything there? Nope. I do want to- Internet you can write off. TV yes, you can internet. write off. If That's you're right. Getting, you're, you have HGTV. There's some stuff like that. Yeah. Your internet's, your internet's going to be a deduction as part of that as well. So that's a good pickup there. I'm on it, dude. Like white on rice. I'm on it today. Yeah. <laughs> so there's there's another reason, like the home office deduction is so important. And there's another reason that you want to take it. And that's because your auto deductions, your truck, your mileage, right? Your car and truck expenses, those interestingly are directly tied to whether or not you take a home office deduction. Really? Yes. And very few people know about this. I never hear it well, anywhere. How about me if I have a home office and I have an office downtown? How does that work? So you could do okay? both. Yeah, you could do both. That's possible. Okay. But as far as your auto deduction, it is tied. So we could do- um, So it's do, greater if I have a home office, I get a better auto deduction? Yes, exactly. Why? And nobody knows about this, or at least few people talk did about it. Did we do it. this last year for me? We better look back. Yes, we did. Yep. Okay. All right. This year, let's do it. And I got a different house <laughs> Well, you now. have more than one business, so- you know. I know, but I have a different house now, so I want to do the whole basement. Okay. So that's like a thousand square feet. I like it. You know? All I'm right. I'm going to start setting up more computers down there. Okay. And then, so, right. So your auto is going to be tied. We can use a quick example. And let's say you drive your car 10,000 miles a year. Okay. And 2,000 of those miles you're driving from your home, your house to like the grocery store or other personal places. That's personal non-deductible mileage. Let's say you're driving 6,000 miles between your house and your rental properties and back. Okay. Tracking. Last piece, the final 2,000 miles, let's say you're going from your rental properties to another rental property or from your rental property to the Home Depot. Now, without the home office deduction, 
you're deducting 2,000 miles that year or 20% of your automobile. But with the home office deduction, you're taking an 8,000 mile deduction or 80% of your auto for that year. Wow. So huge difference. Massive difference. So if you bought a truck for use in your real estate portfolio, and let's say the truck was $50,000, if you don't have a home office deduction, you're going to be getting a $10,000 deduction off of that truck for depreciation. But with the home office deduction, you're getting 80% or a $40,000 deduction from your truck. Did we do that with mine? Yes. Yes. We looked at all of this. Okay, you, good. I'm panicking now as I'm talking to you. I'm like, I love money <laughs> I on the table. I do it in the background for you. I love brother. money on the table. <laughs> I was going to throw something. I was going to throw your coffee at you. <laughs> good. All right. That's why you're the best. Keep continuing. So, um, and, and the reason for this has to do with the fact that the IRS considers your normal commute non-deductible personal miles. Anytime you drive from your home, your principal place of business and back, it's not deductible. But if you have a home office, your principal place of business is your home. So all of your mileage from your home to anywhere business related is business mileage. So it unlocks your commuting. That's huge. Oh, I think that's why you started off with it, huh? Then that, is that the number one goodie of the show? Pretty what do much. you say? I would say the home office, yeah. And, yeah, and, and I would bet, I would bet 75% of people aren't even taking, taking advantage of it. Oh, easily. I, I think most people don't know about it, they don't think about it, and they end up without the deductions. Yeah, and that's the key, folks. And Wayne doesn't even take many people on anymore. Usually I have to, like, when I refer him, I'm like, hey, make sure you said I sent you, and then, you know, come to Wayne with a big box of chocolates and a Starbucks coffee, and then he'll interview you, and maybe you'll make the cut or not. You know, Starbucks it's probably easier it. to make the Broncos roster than it is to get on with client as, a, as with Wayne. Uh, anyway, 845-216-7754, 845-216-7754. Is that a good number or not? Yes, that works. Okay. Cell phone, it's New York still, but he's here local. Obviously, he's got his office right off Platten Union, and you can reach out to him if you have any any questions, uh, things we cover on today's show. So what's the second one? The second one has to do with claiming the real estate professional status. I think this is really important. I think that all real estate investors should strive to qualify as a real estate professional if they're able to. And I have a little trick that you can take into account in, as part of your long-term planning to qualify as a real estate professional. Now, what it does is when you qualify, you're able to deduct your real estate losses. So it'll be those items we talked about, home office, auto, depreciation, all of that against your other income, right? A W-2 job or a business. Normally, you cannot take real estate losses against your other income, but as a real estate professional, you can. Well, you, how do you get the tag as a real estate professional? So you have to work more in a real property trader business than you do anything else, and it has to be at least 750 hours. Now, most people will not be able to qualify. I have a ton of clients that have a real estate portfolio, but they work full-time on a W-2 or they have a business that doesn't allow them to spend more time in real estate than they spend at their job. So the way that you work around it is you can actually use your spouse to qualify as a real estate professional. So the one of the two of you that's working less than full-time can then spend, as you build your portfolio, they can spend 750 hours in real estate and just have that be more time than they spend doing anything else. And both of you will get the benefits of the real estate professional that way. That's awesome. Yep. Am so I doing that? You're already a real estate professional, actually. You're Boom. good. You're good to go. That's great. So real estate professional, and you got to, I mean, what do they do when they audit this? They're like, hey, you, did you keep a log on how many hours you spent? I mean, what's the deal here? Yes. So you can, you can keep a log, can use circumstantial evidence as well. 
So there's a lot of different evidence that you yeah, can use like, in hey, case we're audited. Yeah, if you're like, hey, 15 properties, then they're probably going to be like, okay, that's fine. We get it. Right, exactly. You're, yeah. you're going to be If you have one cheap. condo, they're probably going to like bring actually they're gonna fly, give you the in, fly in Uncle Sam from Washington, D.C. with his hat and everything. They're going to squint at you a little bit. <laughs> Won't won't be totally sure. Then they'll ask you for the backup. <laughs> oh yeah, folks. But there may be. You know, I've talked to some of you listening to the show. You got ten investment properties, and here's a couple great tips for you as far as taxes go. And that's why a lot of people invest in real estate. It is strictly because of all the all the tax benefits. So the next two topics we're covering is what Wayne. I think. 1099. We maybe talk a little bit of vehicles, and I, that's why I'm giving it an overview because we got to go to a commercial break so people know what's coming next. And then you're gonna be, we're gonna be right back here. Real estate realities. If you have questions you want Wayne to answer over the break, give me a ring 719-232-1063. Back after these messages. When will Well, a jackarabba running down the gold foothold. Some was in the back room counting my gold. Jibber dancing on the telephone line. The man's on the way and I'm out of time. Yes, I walked all my life on a hard rock pile. Can't work today cause I just got fired. Don't know what to do, I'm a nervous wreck. Pay my taxes with a welfare check. Welcome back to the Real Estate Reality Show. Now here's Justin Hermes. Oh, I gotta run. I just can't stay. Gotta take what's left. I'll make a getaway. Pay for the wine. Pay for the song. Pay when you're right. Pay when you're wrong. Tax man coming with the paper in the hand. Take my house and take my land. Okay, folks. We are back into it. I uh, gave you a little bit of a heads up there what Wayne's going to be talking about. We only have like eight minutes and 15 seconds left. Got it. All right. Third segment. Sounds good. Run with it, baby. All right. So I do want to just talk about an update from what I was talking about last time, which is the IRS was looking at making third party settlement organizations, which is your Venmo, your Cash App, your PayPal, issue 1099s to everybody when they're receiving money from other people through these through these apps, through these payment processors. And it was a big deal. You know, if you received $600, you were going to get a 1099 and it was going to be an item that you would have to deal with come tax time. So they have revised that. So the IRS has had a lot of pushback from tax preparers, some of these third-party settlement organizations, and they've pushed back against the IRS to not make that threshold 600. So they've come up with a compromise and they've come up with a $5,000 threshold before you need to be worried about getting a 1099 from PayPal because, you know, someone was sending you money through PayPal. And Zelle is not doing it, right? So you can switch over and use a platform like Zelle or you can get your... And what other? What are some of the other things people can do? Yep, Zelle. You could you could uh, receive money cash, you know, by cash, and then um, you know you won't receive a 1099 obviously that way. So you could you could do that. But if you do use PayPal and some of these, you know, Cash App and, and other apps, then and and you're receiving funds that way, just be prepared that you may get a 1099. You're going to have to address that come tax time. Yeah, and I was just I'm texting here this radio listener because he's uh, had some questions for me about it, and this is it sounds like correct me if I'm wrong it's a kind of a fluid situation though they're changing it kind of as things go on here and it can change next year too but basically the government's trying to track your money right basically they're they're saying that they're trying to is there catch anything, tax cheats how about with this Fed Digicoin you have anything on that 
well, that's coming that down the pipeline. I mean, I've heard of it, and then I don't hear of it, and it's back and forth. And I've heard of it. I don't know that they're going to do anything with that. Is that? Yeah, seems like a huge thing to implement, really. Right. You know, and it crushed the banks. But you know, you hear about this stuff coming down the pipeline. We want to stay focused. I'm sorry, I digress. We want to stay focused on things coming in 2024, right? And so you had the clean vehicle deal down. Let's talk about that a little bit for people out there who say, "Hey, I might go get a hybrid." Right. And you said the heavy SUV discount is no longer around. So you mean like um, depreciation on the, yeah. the 6,000 like pound I vehicle? I bought the one over 6,000 pounds and took all the depreciation the first year. Are they still doing that or not? Yeah, you could still do that. That's that's absolutely viable. You can get a heavy truck, I thought you put said it in your business. I thought was going away. No, that was um, bonus depreciation. Oh, on the truck. Yes. Oh, okay. So that did go away. It is going away, yes. Okay. It's being phased out. You could you could still, if you buy a vehicle, if you get like an F-350 and you place it in your business, if it rises to the level of a trader business, you're actually still okay. You can still deduct it in full. Okay. It just depends. It just depends. You lose the bonus depreciation, but for a lot of folks, if they're going to buy a truck that's more than 6,000 pounds and place it in an actual business that they have, they can still claim a section 179 deduction and deduct it in full. So there's other options. Okay. And how about the clean vehicle deal? What qualifies for that and all that jazz? Yes. So for the clean vehicle credits, generally an electric vehicle, and you're going to get- a hybrid? It could be a hybrid. Okay. You can do a hybrid. And I think even some of those newer hydrogen vehicles hmm. uh, will, will qualify as well. Okay. And you basically get a federal credit. There's a state credit as well. So you can get up to about uh, 12000 as a credit. Really? Yep. Quite a bit. Wait, hold on one second. So you go buy a $50,000 hybrid, right? Yep. And you're telling me I can get twelve grand tax credit? Potentially, yes. Okay, so that brings me down to thirty-eight, and then I take the depreciation because it's a, like, so let's say the Ford Lightning, it's over 6,000 pounds. Then I, well, how much write-off am I getting on that then? Right, good question. So the credit portion of it is going to reduce your taxes dollar for dollar. So it's basically a $12,000 reduction in your taxes. Yeah. Now, the other portion of it, which would be the other 38000 in this case, would, assuming it's 100% business use, you would you would get a $38,000 deduction as well. So you pay nothing for the car? No, no. Well, so the 38000 would- Oh, might, it's, a, it's a deduction. Right. And then it, you factor in your credit. You're paying half price for the car, though. Yes, basically. $50,000 car, you're paying twenty five grand for it. Yep. Because you are smart with your taxes and you do real estate. Exactly. Because you're, you're, you're operating a business. Yeah. Whether it's real estate or something else. Yeah. Huge. All right. We've about a minute and a half left. Anything else? Parting words, words of wisdom for real estate investors out there when it comes to taxes. I would just say that, you know, I mean, I'm I'm happy to be on your show. I think real estate is a great thing. I, I invest a ton in real estate and real estate goes hand in hand very well with taxes. So if you want to protect yourself from Uncle Sam and you want to maximize your tax benefits, then investing in real estate is a great way to build wealth and then also control and manage your your tax position. Anything else that you're doing personally that you think people are your take on the market? All right, Wayne, one more question for you. What is the biggest thing you learned from buying your first commercial property? I would say that it's a fair bit of work to manage it myself. Yeah. I would say. I'm very proud of it. I, I love to invest in real estate. 
at first, there's definitely a bit of a learning curve when it comes to commercial real estate, but you figure it out quickly through trial and error, and then uh, it goes pretty smoothly after that. I would say what's interesting about commercial real estate over residential real estate is that once you understand and get familiar with managing it, I think it's an easier asset to manage than residential. You're right. Completely. Yep. When you have office tenants, they, they're in, they're out, they're very professional. They work during business hours. When you have a family, you've got kids. They're a little bit, those families. Pets, all those things. Right, pets. Play, yeah. Yep. Yep. So, so there's more repairs and maintenance. So once you're, once you're set up with a, you know, an office building, it's, it's, uh, it's pretty low maintenance. There you go, folks. All right, Wayno, thanks for coming in. Happy New Year's Eve. If you want to get a hold of Wayne, just shoot me a text, 719-232-1063. I'll get you in touch. Hey, bring the joy to somebody else's life. Use the gifts God has given you and have a fantastic New Year's Eve. We'll see you next year, 2024, right back here, Real Estate Realities. Happy New Year. Our house in the middle of our street. Our house in the middle of our... Our house, it has a crowd. The proceeding was a paid program on KRDO News Radio. KRDO News Radio does not confirm nor deny the validity or accuracy of the information contained in this program. And the views expressed do not necessarily represent the views or opinions of the staff and management of KRDO News Radio. Our house.